Do you have questions about the results of the 2020 election? Do you have doubts? Do you have doubts about the experimental new vaccine that is not a vaccine that even the CDC director is now admitting leaves you with the ability to still spread the virus? Well, you may soon be declared an enemy of the state and a domestic terrorist, at least if one New York Times reporter gets what she wants. All of this and more coming up after a short word from our Patriot sponsors, including the Department of Justice weighing in once again, intimidating the state's conducting audits. All of this and more coming up. Let's dive in. Do you love the aroma of a cup of delicious hot coffee to start your day? Mmm, nothing beats it. And with the Great Awakening Coffee, you'll be ready to meet your day with passion. Our specialty is waking people up. And as soon as you taste our coffee, you'll know why. Wake up feeling charged like George Washington with our smooth breakfast blend. Or maybe you're more of a Roosevelt and prefer our cowboy blend. Our set it and forget it program is a hassle-free coffee buying experience backed by our Patriot Promise. Meet your day with passion. TheGreatAwakeningCoffee.com Link in description. NemosNewsNetwork.com Breaking the cycle of fake news. Even the CDC director now admitting that the new data shows that the supposed breakthrough cases in vaccinated people can still spread as much virus as the unvaccinated. Now, here's the catch. She's not admitting that it's not a breakthrough virus. It's, in fact, a variant virus created by the vaccinated people in their own tissue. This is something that will not go away, and as winter approaches and over the next few years, we are going to see the loss of millions of lives. This is virtually guaranteed based on the total cumulative knowledge and data that we have. And of course, it's hard to gather this data because they suppress, they censor, they rig. But we have hundreds, if not thousands, of articles already written about this topic verifying what I am telling you right now. There are two narratives emerging, and one is suppressed and censored. And as my friend Judy Mikevitz says, discredited but never debunked. Moving on from there, I also want to mention that in California, some counties see the COVID cases rising right after they roll out the vaccine, especially the most heavily vaccinated counties. This, on a much smaller scale, is the exact same thing we are seeing on the country level or the nation level. When nations roll out or introduce the vaccines, they get a spike in cases, largely the, the variants or the Delta variants. Um, and now they have new variants. And it's going to keep coming out with new variants because it's the, it's the golden goose that keeps on paying for big pharma. Every, every month, these sick people are going to kick out some new variant. And then every month, it's going to create some new uh, spread through society and through the population. And every month... All of the people who are healthy are going to ignore it, just like the flu has always been. But because of the variants uh, being a little bit worse than the normal flu in terms of, uh, you know, having to sort of, you know, it's Darwinism. It, it, it's, it's survival of the fittest. That's what this comes down to. They're putting the, the virus in this case instead of a bacteria because it's the same way as, as uh, bacterial resistance works. They're putting either a bacterium or a virus in a 
strenuous setting, a, a stressful setting, a setting that kills off the weak and makes the strong stronger. And that's what you're seeing happen. And uh, that is what's spreading through multiple nations now, being called a variant, being called a, a, a supposed breakthrough. And then, of course, they're trying to blame the unvaccinated for it. But all it really is is the same virus on muscles and steroids because they've been working it out with their own cellular structure, creating super variants. And that's just like the MRSA and other things work in the vaccine, I mean, sorry, in the, in the antibiotic resistant world. Um, for some reason, the medical community and people at large have just not put that together yet. Um, you know, it's not as though it's not known. It's not as though it's not being talked about. You know, my friend, Dr. Andrew Wakefield discussed this years ago um, and has been discussing it for years. And, and now they're calling it antibody dependent enhancement. And that's what you're seeing folks like Luc Montagnier, the, the Nobel laureate from France who discovered AIDS. Uh, you know, folks like him are calling it, you know, an antibody dependent enhancement. Um, you know, essentially, uh, he, it's my words, not his, but genocide. You know, he, he is verifying many people are going to die from this. So, um, and he's verifying that the cells create the variants and they create the virus shedding. All of us are already immune to it. Now, Here's the kicker, ironically, and I did see one restaurant that said uh, no vaccinated allowed in. We have to protect our customers. They got it right. And here's the kicker that's going to shock people and really piss off the vaccinated. They are now a threat to everyone else's health. They are shedding super versions of their own viruses, which, look, you should be quite immune to. Your antibodies that are naturally developed if you did not take the vaccine uh, well-developed by now, are going to recognize most of these variants, and they're going to go after it, and they're going to go destroy it, just like they would the, the normal variant, okay? Your antibodies are, are going to handle that. So unless you're at a sick point, or you've been eating a lot of sugar and standing out in the rain and the cold, then you're probably going to be fine because your antibodies can handle it unless you're weak, unless you're weakened, unless your immune system is being suppressed, okay? If you go on a binger, and you go hang out with your vaccinated friends, you're probably going to catch a pretty nasty flu, worse than the normal flu, perhaps. Now, the alternative to that is the vaccinated themselves can never really develop an immunity because they're continually pumping out some new variant that their immunity has failed against. That's the catch. And of course, we already went through and discussed how this vaccine that is not a vaccine edits your cells, it reprograms your RNA, your blueprint, and it can spread through sexual activity like an STD. So in essence, this non-vaccine makes you a, a walking GMO STD. So these folks can be a risk to others around them. They can spread the vaccine itself, just like you might, I guess, spread AIDS. Uh, you know, don't share, don't share food, don't share needles, don't share blood, don't take blood donated from these vaccinated people. I have to consider that because every time my wife and I have a child, she hemorrhages. We have to have blood on hand for the next child and we're pregnant as it is. Where are we going to find non-vaccinated blood now? Are they even going to tell us that it's non-vaccinated? Are they going to try to slip it in? And then beyond that, I mean, are they going to put it in the food? They have researched the technology to to have vaccines that spread themselves. They have 
the technology to to put these things into our food supply if they want. Is it going to be soon? Well, it's already in the food, so go shop if you want, but don't eat if you don't want it. That could happen. I mean, we have to be ready, and one of the things that are required to be ready is food security. We need to be connected to our farmers, and we need to be connected to our backyard gardens. We need to have some chickens. We need to have as much resilience that they can never starve us out and kill us out, because that could happen. If there is a weak point in our supply chain, and there is, it's a just-in-time supply chain as it is with many failures and just enough uh, supplies on hand for a couple of days and then store shelves are out and many things. We've seen a little bit of that already. Okay, If they find a weakness that they can exploit and murder or starve out a few million people, they'll gladly do it. On the other hand, if everyone has some backyard chickens and a backyard garden and some stored foods and you know rice and beans and all the good stuff that you need to survive no matter what they throw at us and we're all more food independent then they cannot use food as a control mechanism which is the number one control mechanism of all things if people get hungry they'll do whatever the government tells them in order to get their bread even if that bread has a vaccine in it so this is where it really becomes a strategic time patriots need to be putting aside watching football and getting out there in the backyard learning how to garden uh, maybe sharing with others, uh, teaching others if you can, um, getting engaged in the process, developing the skills and the connections, you know, do a community garden, develop backup plans for if the government does try to destroy food. I mean, they're already supposedly paying farmers to mow in their own crops, turn in their own crops, destroy their own food. Why are they doing this? I can't verify it with any particular government document, although many farmers are going on YouTube sharing documents of their own saying that I got this in the mail and here's what it says. I didn't get one because I don't have an official farm. You know, I'm just a farmer at heart. But on the other hand, you know, if this is true and, and I have no reason to doubt it, there is going to be a food shortage coming. There's going to be at the very least a pressure upward on food prices. And this could get rough for people who have nothing set aside for hard times. So be ready because, you know, as uh, one of my favorite TV shows uh, saying says, winter is coming. And I don't watch a lot of TV, so you can probably guess it's the Game of Thrones. Um, which I watched on the internet, by the way, so I don't even watch TV at all. <laughs> Continuing from there, uh, California counties are, as I said, seeing the most vaccine cases um, I'm sorry, the most cases from the vaccinated counties. Now, moving on, um, Biden's Department of Justice under Merrick Garland is now issuing guidelines saying that uh, states performing the audits have to follow this or that rule or be careful of running afoul of federal uh, election laws. And this is a way to sort of say we're watching you. If you slip up, we'll arrest you. That's exactly what this is. It's a threat and it's an implied innuendo. It, you know, it's there's a threat looming over the states, even though this is clearly a state's rights issue. Now, this is the same DOJ that says that they think forced vaccines are A-OK. -okay. On the other hand, uh, that's a bit strange because it's not their job at all to determine that. Um, it, it is completely outside of, of their purview to make laws. It is their job uh, to determine whether or not 
laws are constitutional or not, but they're just trying to write it up as an opinion. <laughs> it's a memo. I guess that's how they're they're legislating by memo now. And um, if you... Uh, actually, this is a little bit out of order. I wanted to make another point first. Uh, Officer Dunn, who testified that Trump supporters on January the 6th were chanting the, the N-word, uh, and then, you know, essentially... Uh, racist bigots who were there to overthrow the Capitol and all that. He's testifying in what, um, ironically, the National Police Association was uh, calling Pelosi's dog and pony show <laughs> as they call for an investigation of the Floyd riots that resulted in a thousand times more damage. But, you know, we won't hear much of that from the fake news. But, you know, going back to that point of Officer Dunn, look, this is a BLM activist. This is someone who in the past has cheered on even violence from the left. And here he is uh, saying that uh, the crowd, about 20 people of Trump supporters, got together. I mean, half of them are out there black anyway. Uh, and got together and started uh, screaming, quote, boof, uh, effing nigger. That's what he, he started to say, that they're, they're chowd- uh, shouting at him. Now, of course, that's nonsense, and if that were true, you know, that's the first freaking video they would have released to the world, and they can't prove that, even if they, um, you know, even if they were to release the tens of thousands of hours of video that they're sitting on, which vindicate many of these innocent people. But, and that's a big but, I want to speak just to a deeper issue here, and that is this hatred that drives people, whether they be people of color or otherwise, into lying to set up others or into you know these hate hoaxes that we continually see the majority of the supposed race-based hate crimes uh, against you know african-american citizens are fake most of them are actually done by themselves in order to get some sort of victimhood brownie points so you know i i really doubt that this is the case but this sort of this sort of hate it comes from somewhere, and it drives people to do terrible things. It drives people to, to, to lie, to set up other people, to ruin their lives, maybe even to put them in prison or murder them. Certainly, we've seen that from groups like Antifa and violence, this and BLM, this violence is is driven by a deep-seated and emotional hatred. They really hate Trump supporters. They hate it so much that men will hurt women or multiple men will gang up and beat women in the streets, even old people, even old women, even children. We are seeing unprecedented levels of hate in this country, and it comes from somewhere. And I want to give you another example of that sort of hate, and and there's really no level to which they won't go to if they really hate you enough. If the left, and many of them do, hate you, Trump supporters, conservatives, Christians, pro-lifers, pro-gun rights activists, whatever it may be, libertarians are on the list too now, like Brennan said, uh, if they hate you that much, they'll do anything and dehumanize you, even your children. Here's an example. This 10-year-old girl was held captive and tortured for hours by teens who live next door, while their mother, their mother allegedly filmed and posted this video on TikTok. This young child was tortured, beaten, cut, threatened, harassed. They even made her 
clean up her own blood before making her go back to her mother? What drives children to hate other children so much that they would torture them? This is a bigger problem for our society. This is critical race theory. This is Marxism. This is the dehumanization and the hatred of the left. And that is why Officer Dunn betrayed his oath of office and lied to the people about what really happened. Although, again, remember, 96% of D.C. did vote for Hillary Clinton. I wonder among the police force in D.C. what percentage. I'm willing to bet it's probably 100. Now, the National Police Association, as I said, they don't, they're not buying Pelosi's dog and pony show. And uh, kind of to wrap it up, New York Times reporter, um, a, a New York Times reporter, uh, Katie Benner, who says the quiet part out loud here as they're saying, uh, is labeling Trump supporters enemies of the state. And she wants the government to use um, you know, this title and, and declare us national security threats because basically the lies aren't working. You know, the, the fake news and the lies are not working. People are repeatedly, you know, pushing back. They're getting actual facts, which these people can't answer, and actual science, which these people can't address. And uh, and that's why they're scared. That's why they want to shut it down. That's why they're talking about calling Trump supporters enemies of the state instead of, you know, MS-13 pouring over the border or the cartels pouring over the border. Those are not enemies of the state. They don't even care about them, even if they're not vaccinated. 30% or more of the illegals coming across the southern border, citizens from other countries here to invade ours, uh, are not vaccinated. That's a pandemic, right? That's a, a crisis. Isn't, aren't they trying to contain the, the vicious virus? No, they're not. It's all political. And I also want to close with saying that people are tired of it. They're fed up. And you can see here, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is you know, sort of not necessarily, as I know it, a conservative area. I mean, it's, it's Pennsylvania, so I'm sure the rural areas are quite conservative. But you know, this is sort of not necessarily Trump town that you'd think. Biden's motorcade is met with what looks like hundreds of people out there flipping him off and saying Trump won, basically. I'm going to show you that video, but you know this is bigger crowds than Joe Biden can get anywhere. He has to spread out circles and chairs and cars to make it look like there's more people there. He has to go rent out car lots to make it seem like he's at a big place and there's no one there. Um, there are more people who are fed up with this and tired just in Allentown, Pennsylvania, than there are probably in the entire deep state. They have a few thousand people, folks. A few thousand people trying to oppress us. Now, they have the controls of millions of others using the levers of power. You have to do this. You have to do that. You can't evict people. You must do this. You must take the vaccine or else. But they won't have it for long. And it's important that we remember the, the next couple of years are going to show us all the evidence that we need to vindicate the people who didn't get the vaccine. And the people who did get it are going to be dying in such a horrific rate that pretty soon it's going to be a different world. It really is. I don't know what it's going to be like 
and we're still sort of still deciding that it's in the chaos of of change right now it could be the best most freest world ever sort of like right after the american revolution when people really appreciated freedom and really understood what it meant and what it cost and they lived those experiences and they passed that down onto their children with powerful stories and that's a good time to be alive that's a good free time to live through the alternative is well go read an orwell book we don't want to live through the alternative we all have to decide what freedom is worth to us and where our red lines in the sand are Thank you for watching till the end, and I'm going to show the video, but before I do, I want to close and say, um, if you find it to be a value, and only if you find it to be a value, please consider liking, sharing, even subscribing. You can do so at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash news, and if you want to support what we're doing, and you know, like I said, if you find it to be a value, the information, again, is free, you can do so by supporting our Patriot sponsors. You can shop thegreatawakeningcoffee.com. You can pick up a bottle of the most amazing sleep aid you'll ever get, the best night's sleep in a bottle you're ever going to have. You could sleep an entire election season away with a bottle of Sleepy Joe from redpillliving.com. You can also pick up some high-potency, full-spectrum CBD tinctures at greenpillliving.com with the CBG in it, the mother of cannabinoids, which is really powerful and and less processed more synergistic for your body and it's a lot better for you and it's so powerful you don't need much of it compared to most cbd and uh, we have a couple of other things as well you can peruse the whole list at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash sponsors go check it out order something if you like and we'll see you on the next one check out this video of pissed off patriots